This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance Plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Bring out your date. Bring out your date. Here's one. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your nine puts. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulations. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we have a great show for you here today because we're talking about the three questions about money that can enrich your life. Is one of those questions how many hot dogs you should have per meal? I gotta know. To help us today, we welcome from the sophisticated spender blog, Crystal Hammond. And from Afford Anything, Paula Pant. And rounding out our crew from LenPenzo.com, soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo. No, I'm kidding. Ronaldo's been busy with some silly event, kicking balls all over Russia. It's just good old Len Penzo. But that's not all. We'll also answer a bloom call for help from a listener who's starting a side business. What are the steps they should take? But wait, there's still more. Tired of having companies price discriminate against you? We'll talk to Kevin Ells from eBlocker about their cool hardware and save time for my incredible trivia. And now, the guy who always has more than three questions about money, Joe Saul Seahawk. I have tons of questions about money, and none of them involve hot dogs, believe it or not. Hey, everybody, welcome to Friday. It's another Friday on the Stacky Benjamin Show, and I am Joe Saul Seahawk, Average Joe Money on Twitter. Let's introduce the gang, and we're going to start with my friend in the desert, Miss Afford Anything, Paula Pant. I can't believe you don't have any questions about hot dogs. I have so many. You're like the hot dog connoisseur, though. I remember us talking about that a couple weeks ago. Wait, say that again. I, I like hot dogs out of a sewer. <laughs> well, uh, is that what you, is that what you just said? We were going to give away all your tricks. <laughs> no, it's, it's my frugality <laughs> hack of the day. They're so much better when they're pre-cooked. I don't. Uh, yuck. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't even have to boil them. But, but seriously, you've got a hot dog place in downtown Vegas you go to. Yes, it's called Shafini's. It's in the Container Park in downtown Vegas. It is amazing. Gourmet hot dogs. I actually had one today. So it's a really like high quality hot dog. And they sell vegan dogs as well, if that's your style. I always get it topped with jalapenos, avocado, crushed potato chips, seaweed, onions, and spicy mayo and garlic aioli. 
I, I don't know what to say, so I'm going to say the guy who's the vegan dog of this podcast from Los Angeles, <laughs> California, it's Len Penzo. I think vegan, I think you, Len, first thing. <laughs> yes, Joe, that's right. I'm about as far from vegan as you can get, let me tell you. I'll just say I love hot dogs. I'm having hot dogs for dinner tonight. Wiener Schnitzel's my favorite restaurant in the whole world, next to fast food. We all know that uh, Benihana is the actual but, restaurant. But, restaurants, but let me tell you something, because because uh, Paula was talking about hacks. This is kind of related. I barbecued something the other day for the honeybee. She was eating, and she thought she had swallowed a chicken bone. You know, she kept saying all day, all night long. She was talking about how this chicken bone she couldn't get out of her throat. She was eating bread. She was down in all kinds of stuff, trying to get it, drinking water, and the pain wouldn't go away. This is serious now, but I see you. I see you smiling at me, Joe. This is as serious as a heart attack. So the next morning, she woke up, and then it was at the point where she was turning her head, and she was getting a, a wince, oh. like a pain in her throat. She's got to go to the hospital. Exactly. So she went to the hospital. You will not believe what they found in her throat. She's allergic to you. Yeah. <laughs> no. They found a half-inch piece of metal in her throat. <gasps> and they had to go in through her nose and pull it out And uh, after x-rays and the whole. Anyways, what was interesting was all the doctors, you know, ear. this is an ear, nose, and throat doctor take care of something like this, right? And, you know, usually that's pretty boring, ear, nose, and And they were all, cra- they were bringing people from all over the hospital to come, hey, come check out this case. So look, look at this. While they were taking this thing out of throat. They even let her take the piece home. Just to, <laughs> just, just to let you folks know what it was, and just please watch. When your brushes, when your oh. grill brushes, that's what it was, by the way. It was one of those yep. grill brush things, uh, fibers or whatever. It When those things get old, ditch it because I, uh, I took a, that kind of stuff can happen. To your point, Len, I took a strand of grill brush off chicken one time before I ate it. Yeah. Getting ready yeah. to eat it, and I took a strand of that off. So could have been Well, me. anyways, I, I went to the hardware store. All my – never again am I going to use those metal grill brushes. I'm going to use a stone or something like that. that uh, never again. That was scary. Lesson learned. That's yes. the, that's That's the lesson of the podcast. That's it. No time to <laughs> introduce our special guest. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was great. And joining us from Alexandria, Virginia, the woman who went to the Ohio State University. The one and only. We've been waiting for the sophisticated spender to get here. It's Crystal Hammond. How are you? Hello, I'm great. And I have been eating hot dogs for the last three Fridays now. That is a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> two each and a burger. So I would eat two hot dogs oh, and a burger oh, right off the grill. I, I sold. I'm in. Let's do it. Hey, uh, sophisticated spender, tell the people that don't know about your awesome blog what it's all about. It's about being smart with your money. We have the same amount of money every day. So it's your decisions that you make. It's like, do you want want to be smart or not dumb? But the small decisions that you make every day can really, really make a big difference. So just make smarter decisions. The little things that count. What do you do besides the blog? Because I see you all over Instagram and Facebook with awesome like fashion stuff. Are you in the fashion business or is that a side hustle or what? Oh, yes, I am. It is funny. After leaving one of the FinCons, the financial blogger conferences, me and another blogger were like, hey, let's do a side hustle challenge and challenge our readers to make $1,000 on a side hustle. And I make clothes. So I'm like, let me teach other people to make clothes. 19 months later, I've not bought any clothes and I have a business now, a brick and mortar. I actually, I'm still wearing my Shark Tank wristband because I auditioned to be on Shark Tank too. So that is so awesome. Yeah, it's taken me further than I ever thought. Here I was trying to help people learn how to sew and not realizing that there are so many people who want to learn how to do the same thing. That is, and how did it go with Shark Tank? Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> Did you get to see any of the stars? Talk to any stars or was it just nope. with, the, with the producers? It was just the production crew, yeah. but it was still fun. It was really fun. Oh, that's so great. I highly recommend it. Even if you don't have an idea, go pitch them anyway. <laughs> you know what will get you to that audition? What if you had an extra $450 in your pocket, Paula? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, that would help you get I you suppose. help you get to that <laughs> audition. And the average well, per- person. First, I would need pockets. <laughs> oh, address what pockets. That's what we would make too. <laughs> there it is. 
Uh, if you head to magnifymoney.com using our link, stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money, the average person saves 450 bucks, just like making your own clothes, but much faster. And, but wait, there's more. They have not only the number one site for checking out savings accounts, checking accounts, and student loan refinance opportunities, but you can also look for those reward cards if you pay your bills off in full every month. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money for more. We've got a great show today. We're going to talk about existential money questions. We're going to get philosophical on today's show, so let's get the party started. Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show, our Stacking Benjamins headlines. I've never heard anyone pair philosophical with get the party started. But isn't that, isn't that fun though? I mean, that's where you existential party. Yes. If you can sit around it, I know you, those two things go together and pull a pants brain. Come on. I, I was a philosophy minor in college, so I suppose Mm -hmm. they do fit. But why? But I'm sorry. Our uh, headline today comes to us from market watch. And this piece is written by Maury Stetter says, answering these three questions about money can enrich your life. I'll read just a little bit of this. Most financial advisors see their job as helping clients manage money. Steve Sivak wants to help them manage life. Sivak, 39, focuses on the human side of financial planning. Quote, people are much more likely to stick with a financial plan that's aligned with their values, Sivak said. While I don't force it, I try to get them to talk about what is deep down. End quote. In initial meetings with clients, Sivak discusses their personal values as well as financial matters. To smooth the way, Sivak applies a technique that he picked up from George Kinder, a certified financial planner and founder of the Kinder Institute for Life Planning, which provides training and consulting to advisors. And he goes through these questions that he asks everyone. First of all, when it comes to managing your money, uh, Len, because you're, you're Mr. Engineer Guy, you read these three questions, and we'll get to what they are in a second. What did you think about these three questions? I guess what it does is it really does make you look at your life in a way, it kind of puts the focus more on life than money. So it kind of turns the whole thing upside down from a financial planner perspective. Uh, usually when you go to a financial planner, you're expecting him to ask you know, questions that will steer you towards the best investment vehicles, what have you. This is He's making you look inward at what you really want out of life. And I thought that, that was interesting. Crystal, you think that's a better way to go? I think so. And I am a fellow engineer too, Lynn. Oh, but very it good, did. Crystal. Yeah, because I was like, oh, the, I like these questions actually because it does – I think we can all use a reset of our priorities because that's what he said. He's like, tragedy forces perspective. And you do. It's like you never know what your priorities are till you're faced with not losing them. But pretty much that's what the questions really entailed on. It's like a couple of them. It's like, what would happen if you lost something? Yeah, I remember reading a Gary Vanderchuk piece recently talking about he begins his day with gratitude and thinks about what if I lost the people in my family? Like very first thing to help him set like where his priorities are for, for him. That's what he thinks about the most. Paula, uh, you're a philosophy minor. Mm-hmm. W- what'd you think about starting financial planning with these philosophical questions? Wait. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, you're old. How old are you, Paula? 34. That's not a minor. Oh, but I'm <laughs> dead jokes early. He's, he's here all week, folks. Tip your weight staff. I'll shut up now. Maybe maybe I'm a coal miner. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> or a gold miner. Yes. Maybe went to the Colorado School of Mines. Yeah, Colorado School of Mimes. <laughs> oh yeah, true story. I actually know someone who went to the Colorado School of Mines whose hobby is miming. Oh my god, no. Not making this up. I actually know this individual. That's And you know what? I met somebody who went to the Colorado School of Mimes whose actual hobby is mining. <laughs> What a coincidence. And, and cr- I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> well, and Crystal said she was an engineer too, but she doesn't realize that Len just drives a train. Ah. Yeah. Train wreck. <laughs> That's what this podcast is, Paula, if you don't answer quick. All right. So we got these three questions, which we'll go over in a second, but they're pretty philosophical. What do you think about starting from there? I think it's a fantastic idea. In fact, I have done an entire podcast episode about these questions. So sure. last year at the World Domination Summit, I, I know, like, look at me showing off. Like, <laughs> oh, you think you're so fancy getting these questions on your show now. Right. I scooped you a year ago. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, last year I gave a little breakout session at the World Domination Summit. Part of the talk that I gave covered these questions. And so I then did a podcast episode because yay, repurposing content Woo-hoo! Absolutely. Uh, that also covered the same questions. Did your breakout have uh, Crystal Hammond on it? Uh, no. Well, there you go. See, <laughs> that's differentiation for the win right there, Paula. Oh, yeah. Let's go, let's go over these three questions. Number one, imagine you'd have more money than you'll ever need. How would you live your life? What would you do tomorrow? Let's let's answer those. I'm very curious. Uh, Crystal, let's start with you. Imagine you have more money than you ever need. How would you live your life? And what would you do tomorrow? I'd be out of here. Audi 5000G, private jet to maybe like 10 islands. That's my first stop. Travel. You're how old? I mean, that's going to last for how many months <laughs> before you're bored with that? What do you do then? I'll be 40 coming up this year. So what's, what's next? Or are you just going to travel forever? I travel and I keep sewing. I want to like keep, keep, keep it all going. Keep spreading the wealth, right? Isn't that the, the, absolutely the way to go? Yeah. Uh, Len, how about you? I think I would spend the first six months traveling, okay. uh, just around See? the United States, oh. maybe Canada. And then I would teach. I would love to be a teacher. I bet Len would be a great teacher. Len, oh, what I would, would he teach? I would be. I would teach macroeconomics and how to feed your wife metal. <laughs> Len, Len, I don't That's mean to terrible, make a terrible Joe. <laughs> Len, I don't mean to make a an office space reference here, but like you don't got to be a millionaire to be a macroeconomics teacher. Boom. Uh, yeah. Look at my cousin. He's broke. He's a teacher. But, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but that would be my hobby, really. It would be something I could do. I wouldn't have to worry about the money or how much you earn. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's just, a, it's just a passion I would do. I would love to, I would love it. I would love to teach kids. Doesn't, you know, I just, I think it'd be fun. Macroeconomics for kids. Yep. What's older cool? kids, older kids. What I think's cool for me is that even though I don't have more money than I'll ever need, I faced this question at 40 when I sold my business. So I'm doing what I want to do, which is pretty cool. Like I seriously went through that when I, you know, you're 40 years old, you're in the prime of your career. Why the hell are you going to sell this successful financial planning business? Because I thought I had other things I wanted to do. So I like it when you can align those. But number two. That's brave. That's brave. I mean, that's that's brave of you. That's the whole total respect for you on that, Joe, to pull away from something like that. It was crazy. But uh, but it's been great because I get to hang out with you guys. So number two. How about that? If I had all the money in the world, I'd still hang out with all you. (laughs) If if a doctor told you you had (laughs) five to ten years to live while feeling healthy, what would you do with your time? Paula, what would you do with your time? Did I even ask you what you, what you would do if you had more money? <laughs> you, did. You, you did not. I, did. I thought, didn't. I was, <laughs> you, I thought maybe I could like get away with not answering that one. You can't handle that question, Paula. <laughs> Sorry, let's go back. So how would you live your life if you had more money than you ever needed? Um, certainly, I would stop flying commercial. I would fly yes. in much nicer aircraft. Okay, I would, my, do the, if I, I, I would do that differently. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I could have, if there was one materialistic like change that I would make to my life, it is that I would fly exclusively, either in business class or just private, private, private aircraft. Is it the bigger seats? Is it that you can lay down internationally? Or let's be serious, is it all about those warm nuts? <laughs> I would. You know what it is? I get so jet lagged flying overseas because yeah. like the way the chairs are yeah. oriented, mm-hmm. you, you have to pull an all nighter. So you're operating on like 37 hours of no sleep in addition to changing time zones. And that's just not healthy. That just the human body was not meant to endure that. That's that's some torture there. Last so. year, last year going to Barcelona, we used points to fly business class. Nice. Whole different trip. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Woke Leg up room for days. I yes, bet. and they were they even for a tall guy like me, and they were uh, they woke me up just beforehand. I got off the plane. I felt like I was rested. Just great stuff. Isn't uh, it amazing how short a trip can seem when you're flying business or first class? <laughs> yes, right. absolutely. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so comfortable. Paula, uh, but what else would you, so you'd fly business. That's it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My, my desires are fairly modest, I suppose. 
Come on, what would you do beyond that? Okay, so that is my big material change that I would make to my life. But the other big thing is I would continue to do exactly what I'm doing now with regard to I'd be uh, writing blog posts, I'd be producing and creating podcast episodes, I would be super active on social media. So I would do, in terms of my work, exactly what I'm doing now. I would just do it at a bigger scale and with more resources. So I'd have a bigger team with more full-time employees and maybe our own office. Um, and, you know, we would we would operate like a, a a real company and not just like one person with like a virtual assistant somewhere. I think that's cool. I like I like, Crystal, that you do your side hustle. It sounds like much more full time. Yeah, it, it seems like it. It, it is its own different beast animal. I try to keep it to just a couple of days a week and then it's like growing and growing and growing. And I'm trying to bounce back on the shrinkage. But it, it's just like someone said, sometimes the time picks you. Yeah, right, right. I love that. If a doctor told you you had five to 10 years to live, Paula, since I I, I almost didn't let you (laughs) into the last one, we'll have you do this one first while feeling healthy. What would you do with your time if you had five to 10 years to live? Same thing? Wow. Five years, taking the shorter end of that, if I had only five years, I would travel significantly more, which is funny because a year ago, I would not have said that. A year ago, I would have said I'd stay rooted in community around, you know, friends and around people who were important to me. But over the course of the past year, I've been like, screw community, I'll travel. (laughs) I guess that just goes to show that there are different seasons in life, right? And so right now, answering this question today, I say that I would travel, but but I also recognize that if you ask me the same question a year from now, I might have a totally different answer. And that answer is great because people get locked into these plans and it shows how flexible you should be with your money, right? Because things are going to change. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that. When I hear people say, oh, I love my job. I'm going to work forever when they're 35. The first thought I have is talk to me when you're 65, because I meet a lot of 65 year olds that say, you know, when I was younger, I thought this was for me forever, but man, I want to do something new. So Mm. interesting. Crystal, how about you? Five years to live? Oh, yeah. See, and now I'm at the point where I think relationships are really important. So I would want to be around the people that, you know, feed me, nourish me, avoid people that take away and like not mooch, but, you know, leave me feeling all drained and empty. So I would more focus on spending time with the people that really, really make me feel whole and doing like, cause you know, now the trend is to do all these different self-care, mindful things. Like I saw these salt caves I want to visit. There's this synergy float center where you, you lay in like 10 inches of water and it's supposed to do something to you. I don't can't swim. I'm like, hey, is this safe for me? I can't swim. So it's like I want to experiment with different cool things like that because this it is. This, there's like a trend of so many cool different mindfulness and self help kind of things that I totally want to try. When you say stay away from the energy drainers, are you implying you'd stay away from us? Is that what you're trying to say? Of course not. Just 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 go ahead and say it. That's fine. Lauren, <laughs> how about you? Five years to live. Well, that's, you know, I'm so old, basically, that's what I got left anyway. So I guess, uh, I guess I, I would, no, I would retire. First off, I would retire. And then honestly, I think I would, my answer wouldn't change what I gave you in the last answer. I would travel for maybe six months, uh, maybe a year, and then I would teach. That's funny. I would, I would press that travel button more. I like the pace at which I travel now, but I would definitely push that mm-hmm. more to see as much of the world as possible. In fact, like I know myself, I think I might do it to an unhealthy amount. Like I was funny because I'm just a homebody. I, I really don't have this urge to, to travel. I just don't. I it's, would be it's so just interesting how everybody's different. You yeah, know? I'd be so obsessed, Len, to see everything that I would. Yeah, yeah dra- I, I know myself. I would drain myself. It wouldn't be good. But the thing that, but the, which is why I don't want to know, right? If I've got five years to die, I don't think to live. I don't think I. I, I want to know that. But to your point, Len, it's funny because. I would ask people questions similar to this when I was a financial planner and everybody would give me an answer and they would say, isn't it obvious at the end? I heard, (laughs) isn't it obvious? Like, isn't that what everybody wants? And it was amazing how different it was. It was pretty Mm -hmm. surprising. Uh, The third one here, if a doctor told you one or two days left to live, what did you miss? What do you regret? Paula, what do you regret? Mm, One or two days. Whew. I would spend my last one or two days with my parents and with Will. 
No, but what would you That's, what would you regret well, that you didn't do during your lifetime? You only have two days left, and you look back on your life. You're like, what do you regret that you never got to? I'd regret that I didn't write a book. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Len, how about you? I regret that I didn't retire sooner. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of people say that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's true. Th- that one is yeah. very common. Crystal, how about you? Yeah, that is actually, Lynn, that's a good point. That's what I'm afraid of. Cause it is, it's like, I, I have this safe nine to five job and then I give them my all first and then I'd work on the side hustles after that. So my regret is not, I guess, putting the side hustles, the stuff I'm really passionate about, not putting that stuff first. Cause then what could happen if I trusted, you know, the side hustles and just gave my all into it? And of course, the guy in sixth grade that I wish I would have told him I had a crush on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important one. That Come. reminds me of the old joke. The patient goes, he's talking to his doctor. The doctor says, I got bad news for you. He goes, uh, you got 60 days to live. And the patient said, well, I can't, you know, I can't pay you. So the doctor gave him another two years. Ah. <laughs> That's so bad. The, uh, oh, he is here. He's on fire tonight. What's can, up with that? Can we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been on the Stacky? Have you listened to the Stacky Benjamin show before? Of course we don't edit that out. <laughs> if I had one or two days to live, I would regret that I never ordered the 20 piece McNugget. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, uh, you know, you know, it's funny, Paula, not to steal yours, but I think I would also regret the book. I think a book in a triathlon It's funny. Cause I never thought about a triathlon. Like I wanted to do it, but I, I don't know. I would look back and go, man, I wish I'd done the triathlon. Interesting stuff there. And I, uh, and I hope you could have did a book on triathlons, kill two oh, birds with yeah. one stone. Th- there, there I go. Yeah. There it is. And I'd have to do market research by doing one. Right. <laughs> So uh, we'll have a link to this in our show notes at stackybedjamins.com if you want to go through this yourself. I think these are, to Paula's point, I think these are great questions to go through. I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Crystal, let, let's talk takeaways. Actually, you're the guest. We'll let you have the last word. Len, biggest takeaway from these three questions? Uh, it's always good to look at things from a different perspective, not the typical perspective. So look at things from different angles. Paula? Yeah, I'm going to steal uh, that quote, tragedy forces perspective. Yeah. And if you visualize what that tragedy is, then maybe you won't have to endure it before you get that perspective. Crystal? Yeah, I would say don't get stuck on what you think you're supposed to do. These questions are tailored to you. What's important to you? What's your angle? So definitely always think about what's important to you and not what you think you should be doing or what should be the right answer. You know what I mean? Like only, you know, you sleep with that at night. So you definitely own what you pick and choose and love and, you know, go with it, roll with it. I'm excited, guys, to introduce our next guest. Kevin Ells is with eBlocker. You know, we always worry about the fact that we might be taken advantage of when it comes to the prices that we're paying. You've seen the stories that if you have one type of computer versus another, or if you're in one part of the country, even one part of the city versus another, Kevin Ells is a guy who's on top of all that. So let's say hello to Kevin Ells and hear about eBlocker. And coming down the stairs to the basement from eBlocker, it's Kevin Ells. Kevin, how are you, man? I'm very well, thank you. How about yourself? I'm, I'm great now that you're here. Now, t- tell me that this isn't true, that companies actually change the price on us sometimes when we buy online. Tell me it's not so. Well, I wish I could tell you it's not so, but I'm afraid it's so. Now, that's saying it could be good or bad. So the price could go up or the price could go down but it definitely happens. Tell me where we see the culprit mostly, Kevin. Is it um, in one area more than another? Well, that's funny that you say where we see it most often because we actually don't know where it's happening most often because it's happening in the background. But I can tell you some places you can keep an eye on it and where you can experience it yourself and where you can actually uh, play with the system and, and see the prices change. We see it very often on sites that 
typically do change prices quite often. So that could be like an airline or a hotel site. So you, I don't want to name any particular hotel shopping sites, but let's just say the top ones do it. And the way they do it is they try to get either the best price or the most money from you or try to entice you with what they know you're more likely to buy. So, for example, you could be on a, a travel site and shopping for a hotel and you, you go to the site and it gives you a very luxurious Ritz-Carlton type priced hotel. The same person sitting next to you could go to that same shopping site, log in just like, not, not even log in, shop just like you're shopping and they would get maybe even offered, I won't name any more brands, but let's just say a cheaper hotel or you may be seeing the same hotel and see it at different prices. And the reason why is, ready for it, they know a little bit about you based on the fingerprint, possibly, of your computer, for one example. It could look at your computer and realize you're on a, an Apple device, and because Apple is a premium product, it assumes you have more buying power. So it literally raises the price on you or presents you with a more expensive product thinking that you have more buying power. I'm thinking they might even, from your URL, is it my URL that I'm coming from, my... Uh, yeah, I, exactly. The previous site you visited. So yeah. it can tell where you were prior to the page you're on. It can tell your IP address. So it can tell your location. Yes. It can tell the kind of computer or device you're using. It can tell the operating system you're running. It can tell the browser you're running in. It can tell if you're on a phone or a PC or a Mac. It can tell this all without you sharing anything. Your computer has a fingerprint. That fingerprint tells a lot about things about you based on just the device. Now, it can also tell where you were before. Like you said, it can tell the previous page. So it can tell if you were shopping on another shopping site. And knowing that you're shopping around, it may lower the price, hoping to get your business before you go off to somewhere else. So it doesn't always give you a higher price. What it does do is try to sell you something and manipulate you the best way it thinks possible to get your business. It's so amazing. I'll go on one site and then that's the only ad I see is for that place that I looked up one time for the next, oh, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. site I'm on, it's following me around then, which is just crazy. But you guys at eBlocker then, you've created a device. The reason I wanted you on today, Kevin, is because you've created this cool little device, which a lot of people we have on are software people, but this is a piece of hardware we can use which can help us block all that. Tell me about the eBlocker. Okay, so the eBlocker is um, a device that covers lots of things. It starts with giving you the ability to hide your IP address or hide where you're coming from. So that can be handy if you don't want them to know where you're coming from. If um, maybe you want to be shopping in a different country and pretend you're in that country, we can also hide the device you're using. We can actually what we call cloak the device so we can pretend you're a different device. We found that if you play around with these shopping sites, you can try as a PC, try as a Mac, try as an iPhone, try as an Android, and you'll see different prices and you play the games until you get the price you're looking for or try to get the lowest price. Uh, we can also block ads. So what happens with ads on the website? You may see ads, but what you don't see is the code behind those ads, which are actually tracking you. And when they track you, they track your behavior. And they can be tracking the websites you're on, the kind of things you're looking at, if you're putting things in shopping baskets. It can track all that and share it with other websites or send it back to Master Controller who starts building this profile on you. So we can block all that. We can even, for the family, protect your children from visiting sites they're not supposed to go to. So we can what we call blacklisting, so stop you going from sites, or provide you with whitelists so you can only go to those sites. And we can even set the device so it can only be used at certain times or certain devices in the home so you can stop the kids from surfing online after it's bedtime. The way that you describe this makes me think, oh, I mean, it's going to take me all day to set it up. Well, if you don't know how to plug a cable into the back of a, a router, it could take you all day. But if you know how to plug <laughs> a cable in and turn on the power, you're halfway, you're pretty much all the way there. Uh, our device is the old term of plug and play. So you literally, you plug the router cord into our device and then you plug the power in. It boots up and it protects all the devices in your home that are using your internet. So that could be your, your phones using your home data, your computers, and it can even protect your other devices like your Xbox or your smart TV from being tracked as well. So we basically protect anything in the house that's sending information across the internet from your home and you just plug it in and go. How much does the eBlocker cost? So we have different models. We have an introductory price for blocking your IP address and keeping you anonymous and using things like VPNs. That's a hundred bucks. 
we have the most popular one. We call it the Pro, and that's about 200 bucks. And that does all the ad blocking, device cloaking, anonymizing, and so forth. That's what you really need for most people. And if you're the family one, we have a $300 version, which protects the whole family and allows you multiple users, multiple devices, and pretty much everything you can possibly ever want all in one little box. When we talk about German engineering in our cars, this is ger- <laughs> this is German engineering in our computer. It is. It's um, my folks are uh, they're very proud. They're engineers. Short little story, little background. The guy who invented the device used to run. He's he's still on the board of a tracking company, and he very successfully built this tracking company to track everybody. And then he realized, you know what? I'm going to move from the dark side to the good side. <laughs> and he basically backward engineered what his other company does, and he, he stops what his other company does. So he knows all the ins and outs of what tracking goes on and he built a device to stop it. And so he's very proud of what he's doing. And um, over here in Germany, we just won another award for privacy protection. It's probably like the third award we've won in the last six months. Germans are very, um, very careful about their privacy over here. And it's a very big deal. There's a lot of tough laws over here regarding privacy. And so this device has been very popular over here. And it's just picking up in the United States. Now, for people that uh, can't buy the device right now, I know there are a few things you can do. You might not get the level protection you get with the e-blocker, but there are. you do have a few tips, Kevin, for people just to be a little more careful than they are today. I sure can give you some tips. And I'll, I'll tell you what. First of all, everything I'm going to tell you, you can find on our website at eblocker.com and then go to our blog and look for a – there's an article on there on tips to protect you. But first of all, you can install ad blocking software. So that will stop the trackers and the ads. First of all, you won't see as many ads. But more importantly, it's the tracking software that's hiding behind these ads that could even have malware. So you can download ad blockers and put them on each device you want to use. You can also um, – you know, when you're shopping around – Log off. Don't ever log into a website when you're shopping at first. So don't let them know who you are. So don't log in. Uh, Go in protected mode or uh, hidden mode if you can with your browser. You can look that up very easily. All the browsers support protected mode, which basically stops putting cookies on your machine. And by doing this, you basically are visiting these sites, not exactly anonymously, but at least you're doing your best to hide your identity, although it's... um, They'll still have some information on you, but maybe not. they're going to have to work a little harder to know more about you. So ad blocking, logging in anonymously, protected mode, and put a little mask on when you're working on the computer so they can't see your face because that camera can be watching you too. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I love uh, on the blog I'm there right now. Pieces about adware, advertising, and viruses through the back door, phishing, uh, malvertising, uh, all kinds of all kinds of good stuff. And we'll link to this in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. So the site is eblocker.com. Kevin Els, thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes, man. My pleasure. Say hi to mom for me. I certainly will. Hey there, money nerds. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And I just realized today's Friday the 13th. That means it's time to pop on my hockey mask and tap Joe's mom on the back. (laughs) Oh my God, it's going to be hilarious. Let's use that as the basis for today's trivia, shall we? We all know about the Friday the 13th movie, but exactly how many movies have included Jason from Friday the 13th? I'll be back with the answer and probably a serious laugh about scaring the heck out of Joe's mom in just a minute. Hey, when you shop online, do you suddenly turn into a tab hoarder like I do? Like I load dozens and dozens of new tabs in my browser, searching for just that one promo code, just one that works. And I don't want to change any of them because I'm afraid I'm going to miss out on the deal, right? But before you crash your browser again, try Honey. Honey's the free browser add-on that over 9 million people are using every day to save money while they shop online. In two clicks, you add Honey to your browser for free. Any browser, that is, by the way. Then, shop like you normally do. Honey scans and tests millions of coupons in the background. And at checkout, bam, I was at Amazon the other day. This is cool. I'm, uh, I'm at Amazon buying a new router. Honey is looking for coupons for me. And the deal pops up right when I get to checkout. So easy. Because at checkout, Honey's already gone through all those things the browser goes through in the background. And it just applies the best coupon. Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. We totally agree. Over 9 million people use Honey every day. And together they've saved millions of dollars. 
No reason not to add Honey Tenny Browser today. I don't know why I waited so long, by the way. I have no idea why I waited so long when it's absolutely free, takes two clicks to install, saves me tons of money. No thanks, I don't want any of that. Right. Get Honey for free. Join honey.com slash SB. I thought it was honey.com. It's not. It's joinhoney.com slash SB. Two words, joinhoney.com slash SB to start saving with Honey today. One more time, joinhoney.com slash SB. We're so happy, by the way, to work with Magnify Money. If you've listened to the show for a while and you've still never been to Magnify Money, three words, shame on you. Because what you don't know is how much money you're missing out on when you go to Magnify Money. We talked about honey and missing out on money. What about those things? You comparison shop everything or you've honey comparison shop for you. Why aren't you doing the same things with the baking products you use every day? So when you head to Magnify Money, go to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money. You know what you'll find there? Balance transfer credit cards, cashback rewards, 0% interest credit cards, low interest credit cards, secured credit cards. That's the credit card division. Then we go to bank accounts, checking accounts, savings accounts, link checking and savings, CD rates. Talk about loans, personal loans, student loan refinance, parent plus loan refinance, auto loans, small business loans, private student loans, budget apps, credit monitoring, identity theft. It's all there at Magnify Money. They compare the best stuff out there. Over 92% of the stuff available online is at Magnify Money. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money for more. And by the way, as we do quite often, let's uh, let's see. Savings accounts. So you hear me typing stackybenjamins.com. Okay. Here we go. Get personalized offers on savings accounts. It defaults to $11,000. So let's pretend that's what I have. Oh, we're up to 2.05% now. Salem 5 Direct. 2.05. And if you remember, they get a pretty good score when it comes to the fine print. They get a B. Pierpoint Financial at 1.9 gets a C on the fine print. And you also have to have 10,000 bucks. With Salem 5 Direct, you only need a dollar. Or is it not even a dollar, a penny. Poplar Direct at 1.85. SFGI Direct at 1.81. Mutual One Bank at 1.81. Marcus by Goldman Sachs at 1.8. Sally May at 1.75. Ally at 1.75. Amex at 1.75, Synchrony 1.7, a lot of them at 1.75. Anyway, see how easy that is? I just looked at a ton of savings accounts. You can do it with all those things I talked about, stackybedjamins.com forward slash magnify money. Me? I'd like to pick briefcase number six. Well, hold hold on, Kristen. (laughs) Hold, Hold on. Uh, we talked about the rules and Crystal apparently doesn't understand them. <laughs> I said it before we started. <laughs> uh, uh, here's the deal is that, uh, we play prices right style, which means yeah. you're going to be the closest without going over. And, and because you're the guest crystal, you can decide if you pick first middle or oh, last, oh, don't oh. give us your guess oh. yet. Okay. But do you want to pick first middle or last? First. Okay. Hold on. So then. Paula is the champion so far. She's got two wins. Len, you have one, so you get to choose next. You want to go second or third? Oh, I'm going last, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the game right there, Crystal. (laughs) Whatever Paula says... Okay. Yeah, all right. And and, uh, so Paula, Paula's in the middle. So Crystal, uh, Jason from Friday the 13th, how many movies has he been in? I'm gonna so I can say the number now, right? You can, yes. I'm gonna say. Can I phone a friend? Can I pull the audience? I'd like what, to make this a a true daily double. Are you talking about both members of our audience? I'd like to buy a vowel. Yeah, that's right. Yes. yes. Where's Vanna when you need her? All right. My answer is thirteen. Crystal says thirteen movies. Paula, you are next. That's funny because that's exactly what I was going to guess. Because, you know, Friday the 13th, it yes. just seemed like if you're going to pull a number out of thin air, that seems like the most appropriate one. So, um, closest without going over. Well, I could invert that and turn it into 31, but I think that would be going over. So, let's say eight. All right. Wow. So, Len, your choice. 
Is it between eight and 13 or is it less than eight or is it yeah, more than 13? That's a good question. I'm going to say 8.1. So you're saying nine. <laughs> you're saying nine. It's a terrible answer. <laughs> and that's is that actually your answer. He, he hit a whammy. He <laughs> Oh yeah. I've, <laughs> hey, I'm still bitter. Paula pulls these numbers out at the last minute and she gets it right on the dot, man. I've got <laughs> I'm going to laugh like hell if Doug says if it's eight. eight point, if it's 8.05. Yes. <laughs> if, if, if Doug says eight movies, I'm going to laugh like hell, Mr. Penzo. That's going to be great. All right, Doug, there's uh, that's Crystal's got 13. Paula's got eight where you give Len officially nine because we do whole numbers. Uh, I don't know that he appear in half a movie, but uh, all right, Doug, what do we got? Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and this is horrible. Joe's mom's nowhere to be found. I keep hearing noises. Somebody's walking upstairs. She's got to be up there, but... Wait, 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 wait. Is that a chainsaw? What the... What is that noise? What is happening? Hey, all right, I'm going to give you this answer, and I'll get these dorks. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What is... Who's messing with the lights? Man. All right, okay. All right, stay calm, Doug. Here was today's question. Exactly how many Friday the 13th movies have there been? Since the first iteration of Friday the 13th in 1980, Jason has appeared in 12 variations of the Friday the 13th series. From Freddy vs. Jason to Jason X to Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, modern classic, if you ask me. They just can't get rid of that dude. Speaking of, it's about time I gotta get out of here before somebody gets rid of me. I got a bad feeling about all this. See ya! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, Crystal, you were closest, but went over. First. Right. I could have sworn I said 12 first. <laughs> <laughs> you were so close. Yeah, 13 would have been a good answer, but that's apparently the next one. So, Mr. Penzo, how crappy do you feel? <laughs> I feel awesome. <laughs> what did I win? You, you win the right to play again next time. Isn't well, I get to pick last, so Paula can <laughs> Paula can snake me next time. <laughs> uh oh, guys! Looks like someone needs help, and all three of those O's are sponsored by Bloom Smart Simple Four Hundred One K Management. You know, back at the start of the year, you had these New Year's resolutions. Len, do you even remember any of your New Year's resolutions? What New Year's resolutions? Right? Was it to not have New Year's resolutions? Wait, was it a New Year? <laughs> I was going to have my friends pick mine for me. And then I, I, after they told me, I'm like, oh, nope, nope, too late. Yeah, check. No, not doing that. Well, if you had a New Year's resolution, do better with your 401k and that's completely gone. Guess what? Bloom can help you fix your 401k. That's Bloom with three O's. Bloom is priced at $10 a month, regardless of your account size. They link to your existing 401k so you don't have to move your money. Of course, they're a completely independent advisor, so you know you're getting unbiased expert investment advice. They're fiduciary. Uh, they research, invest, manage, monitor, and grow your 401k while you relax. And Bloom only takes five minutes, and then your retirement's set until you cancel. So Bloom is so simple. In fact, the hardest part about this, remembering there are three O's in Bloom. Bloom. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Bloom. <laughs> And enter promo code Bloom. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal, for holding hot up dog. our standards. <laughs> that was hot dog. <laughs> Len, Crystal's been listening. Yeah. <laughs> Len does this every week. He can't remember the promo code either. Even though he says it's way too simple. Len Penzo, what's the promo code? Well, it's by default, it must be SB. <laughs> And that's that's for your first month free, and you'll see the difference Bloom can make for your retirement. And for today, we're going to help out our friend Anonymous, who called into the Bloom helpline. Hey, Joe and OG. You sounded so desperate for a live question, so I figured I would send one in. My husband and I are considering starting a business. It would be a product-based business that we would start to, um, with selling locally and then maybe scaling up to an online business as well. Again, would see this as a little bit more of a side hustle business, but something that if there was traction and the potential, something that we could grow into 
maybe um, a bit more of a full business at some point. Currently, my confusion comes in as to how should we start when this is a little bit more of a side income? Do we need to set up an LLC or some kind of corporation right off the bat? Or do you say wait on that? And if so, if the waiting phase, then what would you see the tipping point be being between having it just be something you consider as side income and kind of switching over to that point of, well, now you're at X, so you need to be setting up a corporation in some way. Don't really expect to learn much from you, but figured I'd give it a try. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Anonymous. And Crystal, you have a business. Did you set it up initially uh, like an LLC or how did you set it up? Well, I love, love, love the way she worded her question because she was saying they want to start local, then go online because I did it the opposite way. I went the online route first. Nobody bit. So then I started, then went local. And once people got to know me, I posted more Instagram pictures and all that stuff. Then they're like, oh, okay, we know who she is. Maybe I could try online. So I would definitely tell her it depends on what you want to claim. Like I immediately went the LLC route because I know I was buying supplies, buying products products. And you want to write that off in case you don't make the money back because it is a good idea to incorporate because two, one or two things are going to happen. Either you're going to lose your money and that way, you know, the way the tax system set up, it encourages us to start businesses so you can claim that loss or it could be a big hit and then you can make a million dollars and, you know, owe a lot of taxes. So that's still a win-win situation. So I would definitely say go the LLC route and connect with as many locals as you can, take plenty of pictures, ask plenty of questions, join the, maybe, you know, go to the Chamber of Commerce, the SBA, they have a lot of good local programs to even help you with your business. So you're not trying to figure everything out on your own, you know, get your network of other business owners in your local community, because they are more than willing to give you advice, tips, help you get started, everything. That's fant fantastic. Len, when you set up the Lenplenzo, Lenplenzo, what, that's your other blog. Uh, you've got the persistent what the heck is itch. That? But I, you know, I kind of—that's kind of catchy. I'm going to write that down. Len Plenzo, yes. Yeah. Now you have it the like Lenzo. <laughs> <laughs> I like Plenzo. I, I like that. I'm, I'm going to consider that. Would have you, a sister site? When you set up your blog, did uh, yes. did you do LLC like Crystal did? No, I did not. I went okay. uh, sole proprietorship. Um, mm. yeah. Um, I, I, I just clearly state, you know, I'm just giving it's entertainment purposes and I don't really have anything where I felt, uh, I would be at risk of life where I would have liability issues. So, um, you know, that could yeah. be, that could be crazy, but, uh, I just think I'm okay. So, I mean, usually that's what a limited liability corporation is, right? It's, it's when you, uh, you want to protect your personal assets from the creditors, and if you've done something that somebody could get you on your on your uh, you could be liable for something bad, then yes, then you probably want an LLC. But I didn't. So you, you give your opinion on the Internet all the time and you're not worried at all. About yeah, well, that's because I plainly state it as opinion. I plainly plainly state that it's entertainment purposes only. And I am always very careful to never I never give investment advice ever, uh, ever, ever, ever. But they can, but they can still, clear. but they can still sue you. I mean, people of course can sue they you can. for yes, anything they, can. they want. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you're right, Joe. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I haven't done it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and in your defense too, when you started this, it was really, really, really a super duper side hustle little thing that exploded. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, it's just, that's just the route I've gone and it's, uh, it's worked out so far. So, yeah. <laughs> but what? who knows? Maybe there's going to be people knocking at my door now trying to sue me. We'll see. I know. I hear Len going, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Paula, how about you? Did you take the crystal route or the Len route? I took the Len route when I started. And honestly, I think that, so here's my like little um, rant about this question is I hear this question all the time. Yeah, this is a super common question. I'm starting a business. Do I need to start an LLC right now? And I think that there is an element of playing business rather than 
running a business that's kind of inherent in that question. I think a lot of people think that if you set up an LLC and print business cards and maybe buy a fancy blazer, they'll feel like they have a business. Mm -hmm. But feeling like you have a business and actually having a business are two very different things. And in order to have a business, you need to somehow sell something that ideally creates a profit. Now it can be a profit that you reinvest back into your business for growth, but you need to somehow sell something and earn money from it. And when you do that, you've got a business. And so I think that that is the appropriate question to ask when you're getting started is, can I sell something and make this worth my while? And once you validate that, once you validate your business idea, then you can set up the structures and this and that and the other, and you can go from there. But I think that there are a lot of people who are more interested in feeling like they have a business than they are in actually validating whether or not anybody is willing to pay for the thing that they are selling. So validate first. Correct. I, you know, you said that every bit as passionately as I talk about fees on the Afford Anything podcast. Yeah, it's, it's such a pet peeve of mine because I get this question so much. Everybody wants to know. And, you know, maybe maybe the passion comes from the fact that I get the question so much. And yet when I see the questions that come across my, my, my desk, and by desk I mean laptop screen, the thing that strikes me is that the ratio of people who ask about LLCs to people who ask about how do I know if this is actually a good idea? How do I know if people want this product or service that yeah, I'm offering? But in, in Anonymous's defense here, there's two different things going on. I think when it comes to your business, you're passionate about it, you know about that, you know what's going on there. Setting up the business structure is something that's foreign to most people. I remember when I set up my business, I set it up as a C corporation. That was the dumbest oh. ass thing I could have ever done. And I thought it was perfect. And I got some horrible advice. And man, was it was it rotten. You know, and Anonymous is talking here about setting up a corporation. She shouldn't set it, probably shouldn't set up a corporation. And LLC is going to probably be a, you know, for most people, it's a better way to go. But um, in their defense, Paula, it's maybe it's that this is a setting up the business is a foreign object. I mean, every aspect, if you're new to running a business, then every aspect of running a business is foreign and outside of your the realm of your previous experience if this is the first time that you're doing it. And so if this is your first business, then I that's maybe part of the reason that I'm like, you look, ask the right questions. If you're starting a business, the question to ask is, is this business idea viable? And that is a much more important question in in the beginning, in the in month one or month two, that's a much more important question. And that's interesting. That's when you uh, read the e-myth. I mean, because because the crux of your answer then, the, then Paula, is there's a big difference between running a business and uh, the product that you're making. They're two mm. they're two different things. You can love oh. baking cakes to right, steal it exactly. directly from the emith, and running a business has nothing to do with baking cakes. So exactly, yeah, exactly. Good stuff. That's that's interesting. Well, I love the range of uh, the range of answers there, and I think we I think we got that. I wish Paula oh, yeah. was more passionate about it, though. It's, <laughs> just a little, just a tad. Get kind of down. This is going to do it for today, guys. Thank you so much. Let's find out what's happening where you live. Paula, what's going on at that crazy Afford Anything? On the Afford Anything podcast. So I have just given a main stage talk at the World Domination Summit. Holy! And Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, big time. And so that talk is one of the podcast episodes uh, that we have recently aired. We also have an interview with a woman by the name of Kim, Kim Ehart, who is, uh, I wanted to do this interview because she is just an example of an ordinary person who is totally doing it right. And so, you know, you so often hear stories of people screw ups. I, I wanted to showcase the story of someone who's just Aww. like absolutely made every awesome decision in the book. So she's a firefighter, which wow. means that she makes a firefighter income and she has, and she'll let her tell this, the story herself, uh, an awesome savings rate. Her retirement accounts are fat, her just everything. Like she's totally on track. So uh, we're showcasing that as well. Is it possible if you dominate the World Domination Summit, does that make you like the supreme leader? Ooh, I, I suppose the, the dom, the dom, I think that just makes you meta, really. I think so. Dominate the World Domination I don't know yeah. what, where you go with that. Maybe right. it just makes you redundant. <laughs> Len, what's going on at lenpenzo.com? 
Hey, I got a uh, post on the seven deadly sins of personal finance. Mm. So stop on by. That's S- it. Slot. <laughs> At lemplenzo.com. Lemplenzo. AK, <laughs> AKA the persistent itch.com. Yes. <laughs> Crystal's like, I have no idea where that joke came from. It's got to be a long time listener to get that one. But Crystal, thanks for hanging out with us today. I really enjoyed myself. What's going on at the sophisticated spender.com? So I'm just waiting. You know, Shark Tank's going to call any day now. But I've been taking my readers through like, uh, can you survive a day as me? So like typical Monday, I work engineer all day. At lunchtime, I teach insanity class and then I go and teach sewing class. So it's like I'm a side hustle extraordinaire. So I'm taking people through my schedule to see if they could survive a day as me. When you said Mm. teach insanity class, I thought you were talking about you hang out with Doug. Is that what you do? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. No. And Zumba too. It's like the workout. Oh my stuff. goodness! And we'll. It's like a cheat move. It's a cheat move because I don't think I would make it to the gym otherwise. So now they pay me. I get a free membership, and I get to play all my favorite songs during one class. How great is that? Hey, it's all about you, it. and everybody else comes along for the ride. Exactly. That's awesome. And we'll have a link to sophisticatedspender.com on our show notes as well, guys. That's going to do it for today. Doug, what should we have learned today? So what did we learn today? First, ask yourself what makes you happy and what you'd regret missing out on in life before you decide how to manage your money. By answering those questions first, you'll make better money decisions and have funds in the right place when you need them. Second, building a business, even if it's a side gig, set it up separately from your personal money. You don't want an IRS knock on the door to turn into some ugliness just because you didn't keep receipts and keep your business books separate from your personal life. But the big lesson, don't try to outdo Joe's mom on Friday the 13th. Not only was it her playing with the basement lights and making those crazy noises, who knew she could operate a chainsaw that way? And that hockey mask. I nearly fell for that long hair and crazy look at her. Wait a minute. Was that Joe's mom? Special thanks to Crystal Hammond for joining the fun today. Assuming she makes it out of the basement alive. You'll find Crystal at SophisticatedSpender.com. Thanks to Kevin Ells for joining us from eBlocker. You'll find everything about eBlocker plus Kevin's tip to maintain your privacy online at eBlocker.com. This show was created by Joe Saul Cihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. Shannon Cowan is our community manager and social media guru. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and if you could only know what it really smells like down here. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. Thanks to Joe's mom for some good work with a broom to get rid of that guy in the hockey mask with the chainsaw. Funny, why would he keep yelling about Steak Brother? Huh, who could that have been? That's really weird. Friday the 13th, we all have superstitions. Just wondering what your superstitions are. Paula, you must have a superstition. 
Yes, absolutely. You know what? I have superstitions from multiple cultures, right? So I've got all of the the normal American superstitions. I got like, all the hangups. Um, say what? I got all the hangups. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I collect them. So I, I've got the normal American superstitions, like, you know, you don't pick up a penny that's tails up. You don't walk under a ladder. Uh, if you spill salt, you throw some over your left shoulder. Like I've got all of those normal, uh, you know, you, if you don't want a black cat to cross your path. So if you see one, you just oh, yeah. kind of start walking parallel to it. But then I've also got these Nepalese superstitions as well. Like if you eat uh, off of a serving utensil, like off of a ladle, then it'll rain on your wedding day. Right. So I've, I've got all of those. So, yeah, I've, I've just got like layers of superstition on top of superstition that probably makes me appear OCD. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what's the difference between OCD and a superstition? <laughs> I, I, um, excellent question. I do get OCD about not stepping on cracks where it has nothing yeah. to do with superstition. I just I'm on a sidewalk and I'm like, I'm not going to step on any cracks. And then yeah. it's, or, or I'll do even number of steps on each like mm -hmm. sidewalks part and it gets annoying because I can't stop and uh, crazy. Crystal, how about you? My main one is like, a lot of people don't know that you can't split the pole. If you're walking with someone, you're both supposed to go around the pole the same way. You can't both walk in opposite directions around a pole. Like that, who does that? Is that like crossing the streams yeah. in Ghostbusters? Like it just doesn't, you shouldn't do that? You, you can't, you can't do it. Can I think I? that's the main one I can think of. I never knew that one. <laughs> Len, is your, is your superstition to use uh, the oldest wire brush you can find? When cleaning yeah. The no, you know what? I'm the opposite. I Superstitions are smoosher schmissions. You know, I, I don't care about superstitions. <laughs> I walk on cracks. I go out oh, of my man. way to find black cats. I walk under <laughs> ladders. I break a mirror every time I see it. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. I, I throw my I throw pepper over my right shoulder. Uh, if I spill the <laughs> if I spill the salt, I let it lay there and I don't pick it up for three days. So super. Yeah. I don't even care about superstitions, Joe. And Len can't figure out why he hasn't won the lottery yet. <laughs> That's the yeah. reason, Len. It's exactly because I don't play. Oh, and then and then one more quick one. Let's talk about your favorite uh, horror movie. We haven't done this this thing with Friday the Thirteenth as Doug's trivia segment. Uh, Len, we'll start with you. What's your favorite horror movie? You actually asked this on another after show. I think some of your listeners will be uh, writing you about this, but mine is uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead. That's why. That's why I didn't uh, lead with it. <laughs> <laughs> we we always repeat the content later in the show. Yes. Paula? You're not superstitious about repeating content. Paula, were you on that episode? <laughs> I think I was. I think I remember having this conversation. So oh, I hope my answer matches up. I think I said The Ring, which is oh, yeah, yeah. At, at a minimum, when you asked that question, it was the first movie that popped into my head. We did have this conversation at, uh, <laughs> at, at, at Halloween. I totally remember. Well, we didn't get Crystal's answer, and that's the damn important part. Yeah. It's Carrie. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, I, did, I remember that from the reviews of every show that we have of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for, thanks for playing. Well, Stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout-outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend OG who spent time in the military. And of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and best careers for military spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.